0: You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Nothing like a live broadcast. People chatting away, not realizing that we are live. But we are live. This is Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Our first and maybe our only uh, live to Facebook broadcast, we'll, we'll see how this one goes, had a few glitches to start things off, so my apologies for that. Um, apparently you've got to be able to flip your phone a certain way in order for it to uh, be recording. Um, so, in the studio with me, we've got uh, Charles O'Toole. Hello, how are you, everyone? Uh, we've got Diego Vender. Hi, everyone. Debbie Ballum. Hello. And Chillin' with Shillin. Andrea Shillin is in here. You may not be able to see him. We're, again, working with camera angles and things like that. If uh, uh, if you didn't have to flip the phone around a certain way, we actually had everyone in the picture, but...
1: Uh, because we had to correct things and trying to keep our social distancing
0: (laughs) and trying to keep the social distancing as well. You'll notice the lovely little, uh, Kleenex we have over each microphone to, uh, you know, protect the equipment because it could get sick as well. I don't know. Um, because this is a live format, uh, and it's also a podcast. So we, we are actually recording this for a podcast. Um, I will have to take breaks, within the podcast version so it's going to sound kind of funky for you people out in Facebook because I am going to be saying okay and we'll be right back and literally we will still be live I just need to give that little bit of a pause in order to edit the uh, recorded version which becomes the podcast for uh, Sherwood Park uh, that we throw up on our uh, lovely page um So because this is a live thing, we're going to be taking questions from you folks out there that are watching and paying attention. Any questions you have on what's going on, how things are happening, um, letting us know what your thoughts are as far as the uh, tech videos go, um, whether you're enjoying them or not, things you'd like to see or not see. Um, just questions in general about the club. Um, you can you can ask those questions as well. Um, we do have an iPad in here that uh, Debbie is has got so she can take the questions and uh, review the comments. I'm sure there'll be a few of them out there that um, she may repeat or may not. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see. Hopefully it'll be a, a, a good thing for sure that we want to be able to... Uh, you know, give a format for everybody else to be able to get involved. We've, we've wanted to do this for quite some time now with the podcast. And um, it's just something we haven't really been able to do. Part of it's because of a little piece of equipment, which now I have, uh, which is able to give us uh, access for this board that I operate from to go into the camera so that you can actually see it live and hear it live on Facebook. So we, I'm hoping we all sound okay. Uh, A lot of that will be uh, determined later on through the comments. Maybe someone can comment to Debbie right now that we're live, whether or not you're hearing us with clarity or whether it sounds a little funky or uh, anything you can tell us to give us that heads up would be great. But it's, the show isn't me. I, I, why am I doing all the babbling here? We're going to just say, again, we've just gone through the hellos of who everybody is. Um, so let's just open up some sort of talk. Uh, I, I know we did this in the last podcast. But uh, everybody, what have you been up to for this COVID? How is this affecting you, uh, Charles, for sure?
2: Well, I tell you, it's a different uh, way of living. That's for sure. And I know for sure coming out of this, the world is definitely not going to be the same. Yeah, uh, I know uh, people a
1: different way of living. You look at his beard. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't you know mean? if you
0: could. Yes, people are going to have to zoom in. You are going to have to lean right. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Charles O'Beard is what his name's going to be from now. I am just getting ready to be Santa Claus. Uh, <laughs> at the
3: end he of the wants year down here. the road. Yeah,
0: that's that's exactly what we need. But oh
2: yeah, but for sure, like uh, I know myself personally. Uh, I've been trying to keep myself a little bit busy, that uh, sort of stuff. Create new things. Actually, learning a bit more about technology. Because I'm not the strongest in the office <laughs> uh, here with uh, the computers and such. A little so. <laughs> technically challenged, are we? A little technically challenged. So this has given me an opportunity to, to upgrade myself a little bit mm-hmm. that way. Uh, obviously, finding out stuff to do around the house and how we can, uh, and this will probably lead into what we're going to talk about in a minute or two here, what we're going to be doing on the tech side. Yeah. Like uh, just making up some videos and just catching up on a lot of stuff, like around home and around the office.
0: Yeah. Dee, what about yourself there? Are lots of uh, COVID fun going on for you?
1: Um, yeah, lots of downtime. Um, lots of TV shows, <laughs> um, I downloaded a video editor on my, con- on the computer there a nice. couple last week and trying to, you know, learn a couple of new skills on that. Um, interesting, you know, trying to dive in. Stuff, but <laughs> I know you were telling
0: me a little bit about it yesterday. Yeah,
1: it was, it was pretty cool. I, f- I felt very proud of myself. Let me tell you. Fantastic. I uh, know, but lots of, lots of family time, um, a lot more family dinners and, and things like that than seen in the past, you know? Yeah. So yeah,
0: it's amazing yeah. how how tightly knit people become. Uh, I have three what, kids. Did you know that? You uh, have three kids. <laughs> 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 I, I think you didn't even realize they had all graduated, <laughs> <Yeah>. too, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: What I about you? I saw the shoes. I saw the <laughs> shoes. <Yeah.
0: laughs> what about Change. Debbie? I mean, you live in a nice big household full of people, and I know we we were talking earlier today, and you had mentioned that. Kennedy wasn't uh, was away, so she's uh, away. What, she's away. Yeah? yeah. What about the rest of the fam? Dam, are they all? Well,
3: Lee's still there. Tyler's still there, and I'm there.
0: Nice. Yeah. And and you're going stir crazy, aren't you? Yes. You're ready to punch somebody, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't directed at you, Lee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Lee, can you stop using all the water in the shower, please? Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Thank goodness for social distancing, Lee. Social social
0: distancing is where it's at. Uh, yeah, it it I'm, I'm I can I can honestly say living in the cracker box of an apartment that I live in, nothing wrong with it. It's a, it's an okay apartment. It's just really tiny. How even if you live in a large house, if everybody's there, it seems to get a little smaller, doesn't it? Is there is there less of a place to go hide within it? Um, and then finding things to do, especially for you, soccer gang that's out there listening in and tuning in, when you're trying to keep up your chops, or if you're watching the tech videos that we put out there, and that's something we'll discuss next. But uh, you're hoping you're going to find a little space to be able to work and, and do these things. So, Charles, why don't you lead us off with that and, and just sort of talk us through what, uh, what tech stuff you're doing and, and what the club's doing in general for tech.
2: Yeah, so this is something that the, the, uh, the tech lads uh, came up with here to keep our players engaged. So we uh, came up with the skills in the park. So each week, uh, there's four of us here, d D. Andreas and myself, uh, we put out approximately about 10 sessions at a time, and we scale them over Monday through Thursday with uh, on a Friday to doing a weekly challenge. Uh, Eventually what we're going to be doing down the road is uh, sending out games for uh, players to to watch and sort of summarize a little bit and keep them engaged in there and and learn different aspects of the game uh, rather than just playing it. Uh, What we're doing as well is, uh, like I said, Ten sessions in here, just working within our basement, possibly out in our driveway. And hopefully starting next week, uh, with the nice warm weather coming in, I was getting into the teens, we can get out into our driveways a little bit more, or our backyards, and maybe even an open green space on the fields. And we can expand these a little bit more. So instead of just doing everything in little tight quarters there now, now we can extend to maybe shooting on a goal a little bit or shooting to the back of a, a baseball net diamond net or something like that, yeah. just to keep our skills up. hmm so this is where we're doing right now, keeping our players engaged. Uh, we've got a couple other ideas that are be coming down the pipe, but this is just something we just got to work out uh, the next few days
0: or a week or so, yeah.
2: and then we'll just continue on with those programs.
0: Yeah, and D, you're doing sort of. Th- we're all doing the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Aren't
1: yeah, we? we're all doing the same. Um, you know, we're trying to cater our sessions to uh, the greater good of our of our program. We do have a, uh, a vast program both in the community and the Phoenix side. But uh, uh, I give credit to all the co- all all the coaches that have you know that we've. The programs that we put together, I think it's uh, you know accessible for for all of those for all those kids, different ages. So I just uh, I would challenge the kids to to get onto our website, um, go through the days. The videos stay up there, so you can if there's something that you wanna you know uh, you know work on a little bit more on a different day or whatever like that. You can take little bits and pieces of our sessions, and every week. So you know every every week we're gonna upload uh, new videos every week as much as we can. And uh, stay engaged and that's what we want to uh, the biggest thing that we want to get through is, is is the engagement with uh, staying active yeah. and c-
2: please and, and please stay involved like if you've got something you want to demonstrate, send it in to us. We'll put it up on the website.
0: yeah for sure I mean and that, and that's the whole thing and it's one of the videos that I completed just the other day and threw up there uh, for for goalkeeping was was it, it's amazing how much freedom you have to be... Um, just to use your own mind, your own thoughts about how you want to do a certain drill like be creative yourself. you know kind of think of it like you're a coach yourself um, and you can see what the drills were doing and at, at least far, as far as the drills that I was doing, I was asking you know I'm asking the players to be be creative. think mm-hmm. think to yourself what does a goalkeeper do? How do they move? what do they do? What do you need to be doing as far as your hand movement, your footwork and and you can develop your own drills um, that suit best what you want to do as far as uh, being a goalkeeper goes. So it's, it's, I'm hoping to see some of those. I haven't seen any goalkeeping videos pop up <laughs> yet that are sent in, but, uh, that'd be, that'd be nice to, to, to see for sure. Um, tech side of things. I think, I think we're going along and moving along gangbusters. What, what's going on, uh, club wise, Debbie, as far as just thoughts about how we're, we're moving along and trying to best prepare we can for, for hopefully what's coming.
3: Yeah, that's hard to say. We, um, uh, you know, it's hard to plan for something that we don't know what's coming. Um, We've we, we try, been trying to communicate as best as we can to let our community members know and our Phoenix members know uh, what the plans are based on the information we receive from CSA or ASA. Um, but right now we're just trying to continue to push the season back in the community program. And we're looking at about July, August before we're going to hopefully the pitch, stay yeah. the field. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, it, and it's funny because it, when you look around to some of the other organizations that are out there, BC Soccer and all the other clubs uh, that are, you know, preparing for a season of some sort, they're all doing the same thing. They, I mean, they have to, you have to be prepared for that season to start. When it starts, I mean, really depends on the, the, our own government of Canada and to yeah. the health people and, uh, you know, saying when they can sort of not necessarily lower their guards, but... Allow a little bit more freedom of of groups well, we'll, to be we'll, able to We will do
2: our part, and we all abide by what Doctor Dina Henshaw is saying and Health Canada is saying, and we stay isolated right now. The faster we're going to be back, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with you, and I and I think uh, yeah. just some of the dates that you you hear them shooting out, and yeah. and, and the dates that uh, some of these other leagues, and then you look down south. At the Americans and them and pushing the realm like they're, if Trump had his way, he's uh, back tomorrow. They'd be back tomorrow. Exactly. And we'd all be sports would be going, everybody'd be going like crazy. And we'll talk a little bit later in the show about that. But, but as far as a club goes, that that's about all we can do. I know everybody here is working, uh, like crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, to try and make sure teams are ready, coaches are ready, players are...
3: Yeah, we we have to plan, Was what we're doing right now, we're planning as if the season's going ahead, and we have to have a quick turnaround date. So if we get told on July 1st that we can resume activity, we have to be ready to play all their teams formed, kids on the field, everything, within two weeks. So that's why we're working on now in the office getting teams formed in community, Um, the teams finalized in the Phoenix program, We'll have a two-day, possibly tryout day for our Phoenix players to, you know, to finalize the teams. We're using a lot of the in-season assessments right now. But we do need everybody to be patient and wait it out before we, you know, ask for refunds or you say, you know, you can't commit to a season. Let's just wait. You know, we'll kind of give updates every two weeks as to where we think we're gonna be. Right now, as communicated prior, like I mentioned, you know, we're looking at July, August, possibly September for community. The Phoenix program will be dependent on ESA and EMSA, but I would say probably July, August, September as well.
0: Yeah, and, and it's uh, it's 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 just one of those things where if if we don't have those uh, you know members registered in some capacity to within our what our programs are, it's hard to build teams when you don't know who's here. Right. So staying, if you have registered, to stay registered yep. is probably the best way of going about things. Yep um simply because we have an idea then how to build the teams and how many teams we will have and, and in turn doing
3: schedules exa- doing finding coaches everything it has a big impact if you know a few players say okay I'll I'll re-register later well there might not be an opportunity to register later we might only have, we might have to cap our teams at certain amount of number of players in order to form a a viable league so if you come back and say okay now I want to play there may not be room so it's best to stay registered right now
0: yeah and and that makes so much sense I mean we had a bit of a meeting uh, yesterday just talking about structure how are we going to do the trials how are we going to do players and and building teams and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a daunting task especially when you don't know who's who's in or who's not in within the program. Um, I'm, I'm also going to let people know live-wise that because we are live and we are still working, there may be the odd person who gets a phone call that has to leave um, the office here or the the boardroom here where we're recording. So just to, just to give you the heads up, so if you see someone leave, it's... Uh, there's reasoning behind it, and if anybody's got to go to the bathroom, I am going to give you a really hard time <laughs> when you walk out the door. So,
1: don't tell us why you're leaving; just leave. Um, Dubs, I'll, I'll just kind of follow up on a little bit on the point there about why I stay registered. It's it's not just about uh, trying to make things easier. It's also is we want to get your kids on the field as quick as we can as well. Too, we want to be able to to service our our membership as well too. So, is if if our job is is a little bit uh, you know made a little bit easier, it'll be easier on you as as families and. Uh, To get your kids and know that there's a spot for you uh, to come and play within our district.
0: Yeah, uh, that makes life so much easier when 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 everybody's around. Hey, listen. So, as far as the podcast part of it goes, this is normally where we take our first break. Uh, For you people live, don't go anywhere. We're we're staying here with you. I've just got to do this uh, for the podcast. Pay some bills, right? Pay some bills. Exactly. (laughs) We got to pay some bills. So uh, for everybody, podcast wise, you're listening to Soccer Talk of the Park official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is brought to you by Above and Beyond Compression, Inc. They have the largest inventory of natural gas parts in Western Canada. And we're back from the podcast. There we go. Hey, everybody's back live. Loving it, (laughs) loving it. And we're live to Facebook. Loving that as well. Um, It's a segment two. Let's get into our second segment here of the podcast with, I don't know if you've seen any questions pop up, if there's any uh, anything coming your way, Debbie, as far as people asking questions. Um,
3: no, not a lot. I think we want to make sure that uh, everybody knows it's kind of an open forum. So if you have any questions at all, um, you know, we tend to get a lot of the same questions over and over, which is part of the reason why we thought we would do this, to try to, you know, answer all the questions at once and so everybody gets the the same answer. But um, there was only one question so far about uh, update on sports apparel order for provincials. So for anybody that ordered apparel for provincials that were since cancelled, you can contact um, Jeannie at ASA and she'll be able to provide you with the information on where that apparel is.
0: And where it's going. And where it's going. And how it's coming to you. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. It's, uh, it's... By drone. Well, <laughs> by drone. Well, that's... A, I mean, that's another aspect of this whole thing. I mean, delivery services. I, you know what? For the most part, I don't think I've had any issues with... Because I still do products through Amazon and through these places like that where I've asked for things and whether I get stuff or not, it's another story, <laughs> but I haven't had any issues with, with product coming in. So my assumption would be, and I've seen things come in here, uniforms and things that we normally would order. Um, product is still arriving and still coming in. So um, that's a good thing. Um, so it's, yeah, it, feel free, please question, ask questions. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, let us know what your thoughts are, uh, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll be able to turn this around. If we don't, by some chance, get to your, uh, question, uh, we will definitely continue to answer them via Facebook. So even though we may not get to it live here, um, there's definitely a place where we can, you know, make sure that all the questions are answered to the best of the club's knowledge.
1: Yeah. So I got a couple of questions that came in. So the first question was, will there be trials, uh, for, for clubs? Um, within our club uh, I think we can answer that that we will have a process that we go through Uh, right now if you're registered in the U9 to U11 age groups uh, we will be doing the everything to the best of our abilities to give you an opportunity to play soccer in in our Phoenix program Um, and we will look to build teams in those age groups um, there will be a not, not a formal tryout for that age group, however, for those age groups, sorry, but um, if you are registered there and now in our, in our program, uh, we will give you a, uh, an opportunity to play. Uh, the next question, and I'll give this to the floor as well too, um, was will there be an opportunity to register later? Um, and I think uh, Debbie had touched on a little bit about it. Um, there potentially will be an opportunity to register later, depending on what program you're signing. Or you're looking to register for community, uh, Junior Phoenix, or uh, the Phoenix program. Um, however, we're tr- we're asking everybody if, if they have the if they have the means and they're able to stay registered in our program. Um, it'll it'll make it easier for us to build teams, uh, especially in community, because dealing with that it's a it's a it's a higher number uh, of players, um, and I I want to make sure that I, I also um, talk about if you're registered now and, and the season ends up, you know, not going forward, um, we, will, you know, we will be refunding players um, for, for the time. We just need you to be in our database so it makes it easier for us.
0: And that's the easy part is to build the teams. Uh, it, it, we can't build you at, into one of the teams if you're not registered, if you're not in here which is uh, something we need to be looking forward to.
3: If the question was about are other clubs having tryouts, I don't know what that answer is. I believe some may, some may not. It depends on each individual club, but I think everybody's focusing on, and ASA and CSA has has, uh, said this, have a quick start turnaround, have a plan in place to get up and running as, as soon as we can. So I think we talked about possibly having a two days of tryouts as soon as we can get going and it's really going to be one session per age group because that's all that we'll have time for then we have you know all the administrative side behind the scenes that has to get done in a rather you know short time frame as well as trying to figure out are the teams in ESA are they in EMSA Um, so there's a lot that a lot of moving factors that are really out of our control right now.
0: Yeah. I, I do think though that as far as the trials go, I mean, all these age groups in particular, if you're a returning player, you've been assessed all year by a, a technical lead that works with your age group. So or a coach or a coach. Yeah. Exactly. So between the coaches and the TLs, we have uh, a bit of a, an idea of what these players abilities are and uh, where they're, where they're at as far as the, the team would be concerned. So um, we, we have a pretty good grasp that a shorter tryout won't debilitate us in, in the decision making or in, uh, you know in, in, in seeing whether a player is quality or not. I think if you show, you know well during any tryout as, as any player hopes to do, um, a lot of that will just be a, a sort of a, a just a way for us to sort of reconfirm what's already been written down about each player. Yep. So, um, so as far as tryouts go, I, I, I think that you know the shorter one it, it's not always the best, but again, we're looking at a season which isn't going to be full length. We're looking at one that might be slightly compressed a little bit uh, as far as an outdoor program goes. And then just preparing for an indoor season. I and mean, it's just, it's an anomaly. This is something, for I sure. think the last time something like this happened was the Spanish flu back in the, what was it? Late, wasn't, late wasn't 1800s, even, early 1900s? Wasn't or thought of yet. So. Yeah, thats, that's <laughs> I, I don't think any of us were thought, of, well, Charles might have been thought of. Oh, <laughs> I think it was around 1918 or something. <laughs> or something like I was just a wee lad then. Yeah.
3: So we have another question. Um, do we think that uh, provincials will be rescheduled? ASA is currently talking about this. They don't know what the final plan will be. They're looking at possibly the final four or a um, some sort of a, a play-down of some sort.
1: Like a cup-style tournament.
3: Right, right. So will provincial, th- there may not be one for community. They're normally held early July, um, Tier 3. One, twos, and threes are in August. They would probably be pushed back to late August, early September, maybe even mid to late September. Nationals, for the tier one to nationals, um, that'll be decided on, I think, by the end of June, on whether that'll go ahead or not. And that's all dictated by the CSA. 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 And I'm
0: assuming they'll be doing that in conjunction with all the different uh, provincial bodies as well. Uh, yeah, there's,
1: st- a, there's a massive assessment that has to go on when it comes to when uh, Canada Soccer decides that they want to open um, soccer again within the provinces. Uh, there's a very, very many variables around, around our country. Our country is very, very big. Uh, cases, uh, COVID cases in the country are, are, are different in different areas. So um, Canada Soccer has to make a decision on uh, what would be the best way to open either provincially, uh, an open together as a whole. So there's a lot of things that need to be thought about before they they uh, they come down and, and say, hey, this is what we're going to do moving forward for the next few months. Well,
2: some of the talk as well is like if one province is showing that things are, sh- are clearing up, they may be allowed to start a little bit sooner than the rest. Yeah. So again, that can affect provincially like what happens uh, with Provincials, Nationals, that yeah. sort of stuff too. I
0: think there's a large chunk of, uh, I was, was mentioning it to, to everybody earlier about uh, BC soccer making a decision to sort of, again, they were going to open up in April, now they're pushing it back to May. Um, but I mean, that there's a province that, at least in the lower mainland there, they can be playing almost year round, or they mm-hmm. can be playing year round. Um, yeah, so and, I
1: th- and I think in BC, they're, they actually, their HBL teams, their national competition or the, the qualification, uh, five for the national competitions within that spring season, I believe, as yeah.
0: well. Yeah, yeah, well, most of the season runs now. They're yeah. they're they're running a, a spring yeah. portion yeah. of it, and I know that's been a a huge uh, disappointment for a lot of the clubs in in British Columbia. Was that they run spring seasons uh, in a big way? So um, some of those clubs have obviously taken a hit or are taking a hit, and uh, it's it's. I don't. I don't know if how many clubs are going to survive.
2: Uh, through this as well, either like financially, and maybe you might see a few clubs that become non-existent anymore.
0: Yeah, it's uh, I, I mean, and I have to say, it's uh, we're very lucky to be part of a, a club like Sherwood Park District Soccer Association because I think the 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 core membership as well as the the people that are involved at the top end have been really smart in in how they've handled things to to make sure that we're a we're a viable club even and we'll get through this uh and i think we'll continue to be a viable club but you're right some of the clubs out there um may be struggling um just just based on numbers but then again some of the some of the clubs that they're that their clubs were an actual association, district association, association uh which is different and there's only th- there's only three of those actually in the uh in the north here right there's uh Scottish is as an association, or no, Scottish oh, is a club, yeah. aren't club, they? Yeah. Club. So it's just us in Sherwood St. Park then. St. Or St. Albert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we are yeah, Sherwood, we are <laughs> Sherwood.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Someone needs a big slab of chocolate right now, I think. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> um, I just want to go back to the question about provincials. If they were um, talking about indoor provincials, I know Alberta Soccer said at one point they might reschedule the indoor ones that were cancelled. I believe those will not be rescheduled. Hmm. They are now... Yeah, they're done, they're... they're past their they're time, I mean, past it's... Past the good. time, yeah. Um, I think a few other things as well, um, and just kind of touching on some more common questions, is um, a lot of people asking, well, can they get a refund if the season doesn't go ahead in July or August? Yeah, absolutely, you get a you get a refund, no problem. And the SBSA has waived all of the administrative fees, although we still get charged some fees. Um, we are waiving all the fees. Um Question about if the season runs into September, how will it affect the indoor season? That's going to be the tricky part because just as we are going to be rolling out finally an outdoor season in July and August is when we start our registrations for the next indoor season. (laughs) So it's going to mean, you know, there could be a lot of, um,
0: teams just staying the same and possibly moving straight into. yeah. So
3: we're really going to be overwhelmed in the, that July, August, and then September tryouts again. And then we're back at it. Um, but, I mean, that we'll get through that as as the time comes, but just I think everybody needs to be prepared and know that if you decide that <clears throat> you're going to sign up later in July or if the season starts in July for community, know that you're also going to be registering for the indoor season as well at the same time. At the same so, time. So financially, um, it cr- can create some burdens for, you know, some people. Um, if... The season runs into September. Will my child be able to try out for Phoenix if the season is still happening? We are going to work around that. Um, I think everything is probably going to be shifted, including the tryouts for the next season as well. I'm not sure how we can, you know, have a season running, have tryouts, and then continue the season. So I think it's these are all really good questions that we have to keep in mind as we continue to plan forward and work with ASA as well. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, uh, lots going on and there's, I mean, it's its like anything else in anybody's life. There's a lot of moving parts and and some of those parts you don't realize that they're a part that needs to be worked on until it actually comes up in, in your life. <laughs> so it's, it's the same thing with us here at the club. There's a, so many moving parts to make sure that a season runs right down to the smallest detail of... Um, just, again, making sure that you're registered, making sure that you're ready to go. As Debbie mentioned that, you know, uh, if it doesn't happen, if it doesn't go, leave your leave everybody registered, leave yourself here at the club registered so we can set forth and get all the teams. If it doesn't happen, if for some reason uh, a season doesn't go, then you would get your 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 money back, your refund at that point. Um but there's, again, why, why rush it? <laughs> you know? I know everybody, uh, or a lot of people might be having that thought of, oh, you know, well, I'll just wait. Well, I mean, if you, it, it's, it's like one of those things, squeaky wheel gets the oil and uh, early bird gets the worm and all that sort of stuff. So if you stay involved, you're involved. Uh, it just makes it a little bit more difficult. So yeah. we just had a question come in as well. Is it a national
2: stoppage or is it an ASA stoppage? So it's pretty much an, uh, a national stoppage.
0: That we're having yep. here, so yeah, yeah, for sure. The, the The mandate came from the CSA to start with. The CSA said there is no more sanctioned events going on Correct. anywhere. And then what happened? Were all the provincial um, groups followed suit, saying, "Well, the CSA has said that we are not mm-hmm. allowed to run anything." So the ASA, BC Soccer Association, Saskatchewan, all of them, all the different groups said. Okay, well, then we're not going to do anything. So everybody's following the guidelines of the CSA and the Canadian, um, or the Canada Health uh groups that are that are you know making those suggestions it makes sense we're a contact sport we're in close proximity with people we're rubbing shoulders with players we're we're given that headbutt right. no that's that's not right you, you don't want to be doing that. that that's wrong don't 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 do the head button thing. i really wish they
1: could all see <laughs> see right
0: now i'm sort of, I thought of you're glad going, that i my, thought you were gonna head the, head the microphone right i now. almost headbutted the microphone yes but uh <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's one of those things that no one is going to – you can't really run if you're, you know, the biggest group in the country. The CSA has said, forget no it. No, yeah. Nothing's going on. So,
3: Okay, um, we have a – sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no we have worries. another question. Um, will we be able to release our tiering in advance for our Phoenix? Will there be tier two, three for sure? Um, I guess it depends on, on the age groups, but for sure, that's what we're working on right now, just trying to build teams – internally right now based on um in-season assessments and then to try to figure out where we're left at after that but yes for sure we'll we'll send out information as soon as we can to um let everybody know what we feel we're going to have based on current registrations
0: Mm -hmm. and it's an again that's an ongoing process I mean we had that meeting yesterday and a lot of the discussion was based on the players how we're going to go about building these teams uh, correctly and uh uh, we were, we've been going through all the assessments for the last month uh, yeah. as far as uh, what players are, are here, what, which, who's registered, what are we thinking, what team are they going to be with. We've talked to each coach uh, as far as what were their thoughts as far as the players they have. Do they knew, know of new players that are coming into the club? Do they know of players from beneath them? In, in, you know, If it's a Tier 1 group, is there a Tier 2 player that's looking to come and move um, so all of the stuff has been going on, and 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 takes time to accumulate, especially when you don't get to see the players every day like we're we're used to.
3: Um, just another question: um, If provincials go ahead, where will it be hosted? Uh, good question. I don't even know if ASA knows that right now where they're going to be hosted. So it, as soon as we get that information, we'll for sure share that. We'll post it on the website or. You know, let our members know, but right now we have no idea. And about I, I that. You know, it's one and of that those
2: can things be weather
0: dependent as well,
3: yeah. depending on when
0: we have it. And and uh, yeah, well, I was just thinking, and this is is that for indoor or outdoor that they're talking? Outdoor, it'll be for no, outdoor. Say outdoor, outdoor you know? yeah. yeah, outdoor, and and it would be weather dependent for sure. Uh, that makes sense. Hey, listen, we're going to take another break for the podcast portion of this, uh, this lovely ordeal. Um, so for those listening live, continue staying live on Facebook. Uh, for the podcast people, you're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. And we'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is brought to you by Above and Beyond Compression, Inc. They have the largest inventory of natural gas parts in Western Canada. And we're back. Yes, Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Uh, oh, sorry.
1: more questions? More questions.
3: All yep. right, fire
0: away, mm-hmm. Dave. Fire away,
1: everybody.
3: Um, something about U9s to U11s won't be tiered. Um, U9s and U10s are typically not tiered. It's an all-inclusive program. I'm going to let our technical guys answer this one. They'll do it more justice than what I will. So, Dee, if you want to go ahead with the... Why we don't tear at U nine, U ten, U eleven?
1: Yeah, um, well our car club philosophy is to to keep equal and balanced teams uh, through those age groups. In the grassroots stages, uh, we want to be able to make sure that we give you know opportunities for players uh, to develop uh, you know within their within the abilities that they have, and and our belief is not to to tier at such an a young age group because uh, we are we take a long no term um, look for for player development. And we want to make sure that we give the opportunities to all players to to be in an all-inclusive environment. So this is the reason why, uh, or part of some of the reason why we don't tier, and Charles can add to that as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is all about player development. As far as results go, they're they're not important to us. It's about the player and how we can develop them as they go through the different age groups and hopefully getting to a stage where they're qualifying for the PDP teams that are the new league that's supposed to have been started uh, almost two weeks ago. And hopefully going into post-secondary and then maybe going into the academies or the Rex programs and then ultimate to the, the national team. Uh, but this is a stage here where uh, kids are developing. Uh, everybody's going to develop at a different uh, rate and age uh, level as well, maturity-wise. Uh, so we're just... More concerned about developing the player rather than tearing the players and saying this is the best is playing here and, and, and uh, the weaker ones are having to go down here because it creates a stigmatism and I think it, it, uh, it breaks away from the culture of the club as well because we want to be everybody all inclusive in it. So we want to create something here where everybody can develop, everybody can play and it just makes the player more successful it makes the clubs more successful as well and it's a program that follows the LTPD so the long term player development program and us being part of a national youth licensed club now it's part of our philosophy and part of that programming coming down from CSA
1: yeah and I'll, I'll add a little bit more i think the, that everybody has to understand is that this is uh, this age group uh, these age groups 9 to 11 is is the you know the golden years uh, for players that are learning and, and trying to fall in love with the game of football. Um, if we, if we strain and put too much strain on, on performance and, and, and trying to uh, figure out uh, what is the best nine year old or what is the best eight year old? Um, we're not doing it for the, for the right of the player. And I think for us is, is we want to make sure that first and foremost, we, we deliver uh, proper programming that is going to help the player uh, enjoy playing soccer, uh, you know develop in in an environment where it's a safe an environment it's a it's an environment that's uh you know to the least pressure uh and get them prepared to as they get uh, to the older stages um have the understanding that uh they're continuing the development fantastic
0: <laughs> I <laughs> dropped the f bomb I haven't done that in a while <laughs> <laughs> Have we got some
3: more questions down there We do. um if the season is shorter and there's not as many games or as many practices, will the fees be reflective of that? Absolutely. Um, I know ISA is working on that as well. You know, if if they can't provide the full 16 game or 14 game season, the fees would be lowered. Mm -hmm. And um, so yeah, the fees would have to be uh, redone for sure. We're just trying to figure out, I'm trying to hold off till the very last minute to know um, what that's going to look like, but it'll definitely the fees will go down. They won't be going up. That's yeah. how much I can guarantee you. That. And that and that yeah.
0: makes total sense. I mean, yeah. if you're if you put in a situation as a club where you're only going to be given you know a third or two thirds of the games or half the games, it's it does have to be reflected. Yeah. And and I'm that's good that the East, that East is thinking about that because they should.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Somebody yeah. should.
3: Yeah. Next question, would tryouts be canceled for indoor and teams stay the same for outdoor indoor season? No. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no they, they, it's it's not that that simple. Cool. Indoor, everybody moves up in age group. So U9s are now u U10, ten. U10s are, are U11s, U17s are now in, into adult. Um, so no, they they can't. We, that We is what I think I mentioned earlier, that it's going to be really tricky turnaround time there when we hold – provincials if there are provincials then when do we hold tryouts everything's going to be pushed back you know what was typically you know a season of may june july and provincials in august and now maybe june july august or july august september we're all waiting to hear what the next step is just like you all are
0: and i'm, I'm pretty i mean it's going to happen it's just the time frame of how long we'll have to 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 make those tryouts yeah. Uh, as far as it being, is it going to be a day? Is it going to be two days? Uh, that'll all depend on how the rest of this plays out, and uh, and and the timing of all these leagues, and and uh, you know uh, when the, when we're allowed to play again. Yeah,
2: right. like I know, I know there's some speculation too that there might be like a second wave that may hit, so it may push things back even a little bit further, like.
3: But we're not talking about that. <laughs> okay, we're staying oh, positive right. here.
2: We're staying <laughs> positive. Just, <laughs> just keeping keep so it real. Just keeping it real. wait till real. one season's done
3: before that second <laughs> wave hits. Yeah, that's right. That's the way it goes. Uh, another question. Uh, clarify women's adult program can play SBDSA and EDSA. Um, yes, if, you, if you're playing in the SBDSA co-ed or classics league that does not lead to provincials, you can play in a recreational league and an EDSA league for sure.
0: There you have it. A question well answered. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else numbers-wise, questions-wise? That's where i just just having the quick glance.
1: I'll chime in a little bit. So just, sure. uh, you know, if uh, anybody's wondering, we're, we're also looking at uh, continuing to developing other programming within uh, the, the months. So uh, a few things that will come about if we're able to get back on the field. We will... Look to have uh, camps and academies available uh, to members uh, for the first time. This uh, We're going to be implementing or looking to implement, I should say, a full day camp. So those uh, parents that are, you know, getting back to work, um, if you're getting back to work and you're looking for an opportunity to put your, your kid into a, a relatively uh, low uh, cost, uh, uh, you know, um, program um, for, you know, babysitting your kids. Uh, <laughs> put him, let's be put honest him. there's Ooh. gonna be a few parents that are gonna put them into our soccer camps no uh so yeah we're gonna look be looking at that just to help out uh to to those that are going back to work and looking for uh home care things like that so uh those are things that will, could be coming down the line so we'll be, we'll be looking to add that in within the months of that we'll be able to be on the field
0: you know what d you're you're really quiet I turn, just, turn me up no, no you're, you're cr-
1: i pinged you, oh, you're I pinned pr- you I, I, and
0: you're like you're know, I feel like, like I'm good. yelling in here. Mm. You're not. You're, you're whispering into the microphone. <laughs> Debbie's a foot away. And uh, Chuckles O'Toole keeps rubbing his beard on it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but uh, no, every, everything's, everything sounds fine. I'll, I'll make it work. I'm, I'm, more, I'm more concerned about the people on Facebook just making sure they can hear everybody. I can hear you. And it's the reason they I'm wearing they headphones.
3: Can't. They say they can. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, good. The, good.
0: it's the reason I'm wearing headphones is so I can hear the rest of them and be able to adjust things on my little bit of equipment here. All right. Fantastic. Now Um, you know everything. Another question. Fire away. Um,
3: What are the plans for a Strive for Excellence camp? I don't know who wants to take this one. I think we're going to do the best we can. Um, Still have it the days that I think was the first week of July after Mm -hmm. the long weekend. Yeah, so the 6th Um, to the 10th
2: it was or tentatively is sort of. Still, It's still there, still on the, the back burner. It's still burner. on the agenda. We're still, still working there. towards making it happen. Yeah, but we had to be a little bit more proactive, and a couple of our guest coaches, we had to say, yeah, they can't come in because of uh, uh, restrictions uh, traveling-wise, uh, and that was uh, uh, Tosh Farrell and Andy M- McKnight, uh, who were with us last year and did a fantastic job, and the kids loved them, and the, t- the type of coaches that really engage the players. Uh but uh, I know the the people at Nando's are going to be sorry because uh, they were regulars there and <laughs> they had to give up the reserve table. Uh, Nando's, if you're listening, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're looking a for sponsorship. <laughs> sponsor. yeah.
0: We could use some chicken here. <laughs> yeah, but,
2: yeah, to be to be back on it. Yeah, it is, it's still in the back burner, but uh, depending on when we get the clearance from CSA ASA, uh, it's
0: all going to depend on that. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's one of those things you, people are going to ask questions. They're going to want oh, to know that we've had that. That camp's been going on for quite some time now, and uh, it's, bit, it's been stellar each year. And growing. And each growing year. each year. Exactly. So, I yeah. mean, people are in the know. They want to know what's going on. Um, let's take one more break here as far as the podcast part of it goes. Uh, you're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. <laughs> struggling we'll be right back this episode of soccer talk in the park is brought to you by above and beyond compression Inc. they have the largest inventory of natural gas parts in western canada Okay. Now you can uh, talk again, Charles. We're back. Oh, I'm good. How fantastic <laughs> is that? I'm all good. <laughs> You just lean back. That's all. Um, I'm curious to know, let's, let's open this up a little bit to everybody. We'll, we'll continue taking your questions. So please keep, keep offering up questions if, if you want. Um, why don't you give us some, uh, some thoughts on how you're coping with the whole COVID thing, people on Facebook. Uh, maybe tell us some of the things you're doing to keep yourself busy, or to uh, keep your kids busy, or what we um, want to see more of from us, or, or what you want to see more of. Yeah, so I there's mean, there's another
3: question here. Okay. Um, I think it's in re- response to the U nine tiering U nine to U eleven. Uh, we are putting the kids in club for them to reach those challenges. That sounds like a great philosophy. Great philosophy for co- uh, community. So, how do you want to address that?
1: Um, I think that uh, everybody has to understand we're talking about eight, nine, and ten year old kids. Um, if you can give me a solid definition of what a club player is at nine years old, uh, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Uh, but right now, as I know, is that players develop at different ages and stages. They will be they will physically develop uh, as they get into late adolescence. Uh, so I'll, the player that is at nine years old that could be forging ahead will definitely not be the player that's forging ahead. 13 14 or 15 and if you can find me find some uh, different stats about it um please let me let us know and and we will and we'll look to discuss that um but i can i can know from experience uh for sure that we put a lot of pressure on on kids at a young age and a club environment is supposed to be uh getting d- uh the ability to be accessible to technical ahead, staff uh accessible to the
0: go ahead Keep going. Sorry.
1: It should be accessible to the technical staff that we provide, the technical sessions, uh, the education uh, that we provide our, our coaches and our, our players, and uh, a club player uh, is defined by the success that he or she provides uh, later as they, as they continue to develop in a program. Um, when we talk about grassroots players, and that's what the age group is for U9s and to U11s, that is a grassroots age group. Um, and you can you can look to feel you can look to say that you know community grassroots players or Phoenix grassroots players, they they are in in the same uh, you know same lines of learning.
0: Yeah, Debbie, you were about to say something there.
3: Uh, yeah, just another oh about the U nine U ten. We have to keep in mind as well that part of we're a national youth license. Soccer organization and, and part of that is that we have to follow the LTPD. Mm. Um, there's only three in the Edmonton area, and um, it's strongly um, suggested for the U nine, U ten, U eleven, is that it's an all inclusive program. It's a it's a developmental program.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, and just like Dee said, you know, you can't determine that star eight, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. You can, you know, let them let them be kids, let them play. Um, another question is. Um, with Scottish St. Albert um, and Inter, top team, leaving ISA. I don't know anything about Inter. The only thing I can answer in that question is, you know, what does it mean for having competition in ISA? We are still a member of ISA. We still um, work with EMSA as well. (laughs) Nothing has changed in that regard. We still have um, the ability to put teams in both ESA or EMSA, nothing has changed in that way, and we will ensure that we have the best, put our children, our teams, in the best um, competition environment that we can put them into.
0: Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, that's all you can ask for. And it, and I think that's that's an, another part of this we were touching on earlier, or you were just touching on there, Debbie, was the, the whole youth club uh, licensing program and the way it's set up. I mean... It, it, there's a lot of things that the clubs that are now involved with these licensing programs are mandated to do and and, 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 and definitely uh, having them go through um, the process of being all-inclusive uh, really seems to be at the forefront of what the, these licenses are all about.
1: So I'll just add, I mean, I, I'm pretty passionate. I'm in the grassroots and I'm pretty passionate about uh, player development in the grassroots, so uh, the biggest thing that uh, that we make that some coaches or some, or some parents even may make mistakes is that they try to, to, to treat their, their young soccer players, seven eight nine ten years old as young adults, and they're not, um, they are still growing players and they still need to fall in love with football, um, and not be, t- uh, not be thrown away or, or, or fall out of love in football because they're getting too pressured, uh, in, in, in a game situation or, or, in a training environment because the player next to them might be, you know, a little bit more uh, developed, give that player, you know, time, you know, it's, it's about a long-term player development. It's not about what people look, look like in the short term. And we have to understand that.
0: Yeah. I think there's too, too often. It's, it's a, it's a short-sighted view um, by I don't want to throw it out there, but by parents and, and how they see and regard their and their own child. And coaches, exactly, yeah, yeah. And those people that are involved, those age groups that, that want to, again, like you said, make them seem like mini adults and let's play at this level and let's see how quickly we can get them to, you know, set up their formation and play this way. Hey,
1: just let them play. Yeah, let, let them, them play. And and I, I can guarantee you the cream will rise to the top, right? Yeah, uh, At the end of the day. So if if... If, the, if we have a nine-year-old that is, is, is running through the whole entire team and running through teams throughout, we will do what is right for that player. And we will advance that player and put that player in the right environment. That's what our job is as a club. But we're not going to just take a bunch of, a bunch of players and, and, and put them into this, into this uh, you know, environment they're not ready for.
2: I think the success of a club or a team is you have players returning and returning with a smile on their face and once you continue in the sport, I think that's your measure of success.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree wholeheartedly. Um, do we have any more questions at all down yeah. there?
3: Yeah. Um, question about the PDP and what, that's, what does that league look like. Um, right now, that's going to be pushed back as well. It would probably start, you know, if we're able to go ahead in June, it'll start June. If we're a- able to go ahead in July, it'll start July. Um, we were just on a call with ASA last week, and they're not really sure either. They're working on some alternate plans as well. So that that is another tough one. It's probably going to be a very um, short season, probably shorter than the um, – 18-game th- th- schedule. Th- than, yeah, it probably, maybe nine, ten games possibly. And mm-hmm. then it's going to be tryouts again and then right into the next – full year next phase intake. of it yeah yep.
0: and yep. that's the whole thing is that that program is basically a year-round program or it will be a, a year-round mm-hmm. program yes. and then starting that next phase then we introduce two more age groups as well uh right. two so, more yeah, two we, more yeah, we, we, doubled. Ju- we go from two teams on the on the boys and girls side to four teams yeah. uh two on each side which which it, eventually it's going to be four and four so yeah uh it's 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 a lot of growth that's going to go on here and
2: yeah. uh in a very short period of time. It's an exciting time, too, because it's uh, it's a new pathway that CSA has taken to try and develop more players and get Canada more so on the world stage. So, us being involved on, with on it. The men, on you, the men's side, you mean? On the men's side, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes so, yes, so yes. women are already there. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah we're, we're we're catching up. We're catching up. It's a good thing. We've got to try and get caught up on that side. It's, it's nice to see, though, because you know, just before this, we were supposed to have – yeah, they were supposed to actually have a game in Vancouver, were they not? Right before yeah, COVID hit?
1: Victoria, I believe. Or in Victoria, yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. I were, pr- Canada was, so, do you know who they're playing? I'm trying to think of who they were going to play. Oh, I want to th- say it was Trinidad and Tobago, but don't quote me on that. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> but I mean, not 100% sure.
0: <laughs> that Canadian team was doing really well, starting to do really well. Uh, very excited about that. And, and the prospects of seeing the, that men's program. We're in a very
1: exciting time. I think on the, on the men's national side of things, you know, with having, uh, Alfonso Davies, you know, being at the forefront and probably having, you know, his best, uh, year within, you know, the Bundesliga and, and even in the champions league, it's, it, I think should be aspiring, you know, a lot of young footballers, uh, you know, to, uh, to achieve those goals. And, and that's the reason why we want to be able to, to, you know, you know, capitalize on, on success of, of a young Canadian and, and say, hey, 9-, 10-, 11-year-olds, come and play this, this great game. Yeah. you know, Enjoy it and, 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 and try. And if you're, not, if you're athletic, be involved yeah. and, and as much as you can.
0: And I'm pretty sure that the, on the women's side, you've had the Christine Sinclair, you've had Diana Matheson, you've got the Lebays of the world, all helping the women's side of the program I've to continue. To show, I've
1: got to show you a picture of me and Steph LeBay. <laughs> um, I'll, from when we made the provincial team, I was doing a bunch of cleaning. That's also what I've been up to lately. There's been a lot of cleaning. <laughs> I guess I, a lot of spring cleaning has been going on in a lot of houses, I think. And I should show you that picture of Steph and I. It's, sure. It's, a beauty. it's I, a beauty. I
0: I think that would be uh, a good thing to see. We got about six and a half minutes to go here left in our live portion of the broadcast and, and actually in the, in the podcast itself. So if there's more questions coming in, um, I'll ask Debbie if there's still some stuff coming in or...
3: Um, yeah, there's one more question. Um, trials. Did I answer that question about PDP trials for PDP? I'm assuming they're going to be the end of September. Uh Yeah. Again, that may get
2: pushed back again, depending on when we finish the leagues Uh,
0: in here as well.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, another question for, for, for the people, I'm going to question people watching live. Are you missing sports as much as the rest of us? And I'm and I'm I don't know if Debbie's missing the sports at all on TV, but I, <laughs> <laughs> probably not. But uh, I, I know that it's it's amazing. And we talked a little bit about this on our last podcast, was the whole you're so used to it. It's just become something whether it's on in the background or not. Sports, it's amazing how big and how much of a role it plays. It does in my life. I know you were saying the same thing and Absolutely. your Saturday mornings are a mess now. It's, oh, it's- just, what do you do with your? I'm cleaning now. It's it's a bathrobe cleaning. and cleaning the and kitchen. Cleaning the kitchen. I'm sure the wife that's loves a sight. that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with that beard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, missing sports on TV. Um,
1: although you know, I don't want to. Have you been logging into our SPDC sessions? Have the have your have your kids or have you been logging in and, and t- doing some of the sessions? Another good
0: thing to know I, I, that's that's know. something I'd love to hear back from uh, a, a comment wise. Just to are your kids actually getting involved with the sessions we're putting up? Are they trying some of the stuff? We even get fitness sessions on yeah. there. Fitness sessions are great too. You have chilling with chilling. I don't know if you can understand him, but you know he's up there <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's up there somewhere uh, doing his business and. Uh, keeping things uh, all on the up and up for everybody. Um, Our coach is doing some zoom sessions with their teams as well. I would love to know that too. Well, I mean, and that's, that's another aspect of the tech side of things that we're going to start leaning towards with the TLs and, uh, and everybody else involved in the club. You know what though, folks, it's, it's been super. This has been our first time going live to Facebook. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, going an hour is is quite a lot for everybody to be tuning in and uh, and sticking around for. So uh, let's just want to comment uh, if you have any sure.
3: questions about if they didn't weren't able to ask if we're not able to get on right now. Ask questions on the actual Facebook live feed that'll be staying on our on our page and then we can go through there and answer them as they come up as well.
0: For sure. So make sure, uh, as Debbie has just requested, that you you continue the questions coming. Um, this feed will be repeated or left up on our uh, Sherwood Park District Soccer Association Facebook page. And uh, you can still comment, and, and like Debbie's, you know, suggesting you can ask all the questions then. So... For all of you out there, thanks very much for tuning in and uh, allowing us to be part of your day. And for those that are listening to us via the podcast, love having you guys. Again, chime in. Let us know what you want to hear on the podcast and different thoughts and ideas uh, that we can do for you. So you've been listening to the Soccer Talk in the Park podcast which is uh, the official podcast for of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Hey, I can't. I'm struggling to speak. I, I, need, I need a beverage of some <laughs> Anyways, folks, we'll see you later. Thanks. Bye, everyone. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association.